Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Fold, and I'm here to get you caught up quickly. I've got some top news stories for you today from Israel, and guess what? You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people, knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Monday, January 16th, 2023 in the Gregorian calendar and the 24th of Tevet, 5783 in the Hebrew calendar. Stay tuned for the end of the show where I'll have a clip from one of the protesters out on Saturday night. There was an 80,000-person protest against the government Saturday night right after Shabbat was out, and I'll tell you all about it. Now, let's get to the news. Major General Herzi Halevi is now the official 23rd commander of the Israel Defense Forces. He replaces Aviv Kohavi, who recently ended his four-year term in the role as the Army's top officer. The ceremony took place at 10 a.m. at the Prime Minister's office in Jerusalem. Halevi is 54 years old and is now a lieutenant general. Halevi recently served as IDF Deputy Chief of Staff. He will be tasked with managing rising violence in the West Bank, challenges at both the Gaza border and Lebanon border, and tensions with Syria as Iran continues to put its proxies close to the border with Israel, and that's causing havoc. Halevi will also need to enter the scene with an entirely new government. This parliament is very right-wing and wants to restructure military authority in the West Bank and take a more right-wing approach than in the previous administrations. Forces like the new National Security Minister Itamar Ben-Gvir and member of Knesset and Finance Minister Betzalel Smotrich are putting pressure to change the way the military operates, as well as take some command over the army and the police, which has already happened. Defense Minister Yoav Galant said at the ceremony that he would be working to rein in the external pressures on the IDF so that Halevi can truly fulfill his role and duties. Alon Ushpiz, the Director General for the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, has announced he is stepping down. The word came out Sunday. He says he will dedicate the coming weeks to an orderly handover and conclude a number of items on the agenda. Ushpi's resignation came via letter to foreign ministry staff. No other reason is listed as to why he is stepping down. Ronen Levy is taking over his role. He's a veteran of the Shin Bet and the National Security Council. He is 48 years old and was with the Shin Bet Security Service for more than two decades dealing with the Gaza Strip. On Sunday... His identity was actually revealed for the first time with the photo. That's how serious it was. Levy started as a field operative and was then taken into the National Security Council by his boss at the time, Mayor Ben Shabbat. Ben Shabbat was Prime Minister Netanyahu's security advisor back in 2017, the last time Netanyahu was Prime Minister. Congratulations, Mr. Ronen Levy, for working your entire life and landing this big role. 
Israel's finance minister, member of Knesset Bezalel Smotrich, has been exposed with an audio recording that Khan, which is Israel's public broadcaster, used and revealed. Smotrich is basically boasting about how he does not care about the LGBTQ community and that his backers and voters don't care about that and are mostly focused on keeping Arab parties out of the government, or at least that's what he says. Without saying where the conversation took place or whether it was before or after the November 1st election, Khan said Smotrich had told a businessman that was supporting him, quote, a Sephardic traditional person. You think they care about gays? Question mark. They don't give a damn. They tell me I don't have a problem with them, but do you think they care about me being against them? Basically saying that he doesn't have a problem with gay people, but do you think that the voter base really cares whether or not Smotrich has an issue with the gay community? Smotrich says, quote, Listen, the voter knows I'm against LGBTQs. It doesn't matter to them. I'm the only one who didn't go with Ra'am and safeguards the land of Israel for their grandchildren. They will have my back, end quote. And when he says Ra'am, he's talking about the Arab party that joined in the previous Knesset. And um, a lot of people across Israel were disturbed to see that the politicians that they had voted for ended up including an Arab party in their coalition, and that's a, a whole different discussion. He then went on to say, quote, I won't stone gays to death, and you won't force me to eat shrimp. Of course, he's referring to the left-wing part of the country, or the non-religious part of the country, because religion and politics don't always match, who does not keep kosher. So he's basically saying that neither group should be concerned with how the other group is living their lives. The recording is coming out at a very tense time for Israeli society. The government has plans to change current anti-discrimination laws. Smotrich is the one who requested the change, and the idea is that private companies could now refuse could in the future refuse to sell or service people who don't believe in their views. People fear it could give business the rights to refuse gay customers, or anyone else for that matter. A clause that came up while the parties that are now currently bonded for the sake of a government coalition said that the law would be amended, quote, in a way that will prevent harm to a private business that refrains from providing service or a product due to religious faith on condition that it is a service or product that is not unique and for which an alternative can be found nearby and for a similar price, end quote. So basically the legislation that Smotrich is really pushing for is to quote-unquote protect businesses that may not want to service people that that doesn't fit their community. Uh, so long as there's an alternative within range. I report a very unfortunate incident of a young Israeli soldier who has been killed by a grenade which accidentally exploded Saturday night at his own military base in the Jordan Valley. The Israel Defense Forces say that three people were also injured during this time. Denis Zinoviev died after a number of resuscitation after a number of resuscitation efforts he was then posthumously promoted to the rank of corporal out of respect from the army the others were taken off to the hospital for treatment the initial probe says one of the soldiers brought a grenade back to the base 
and that the soldier had found it during a training exercise. Despite it's not permitted to keep such an item in your personal bag, the soldier did that, and it later exploded when the IDF says they believe the bag had been moved. The army is putting a pause on training exercises for now in an effort to find other unexploded devices in the area that could cause harm in the future. The Israel Daily News podcast is still running a holiday fundraising campaign with Hasod. If you're interested in making a one-time contribution to us, you can buy a Hasod gift box. Hasod sends custom high-end gift boxes of Israeli artists and crafts and goodies all around the world. The boxes are full of surprises from local Israeli artists. However, you can go to the website and see any and all of the items and make special requests or tell us what you like and what you don't like so that we can assemble the perfect box for you. And yes, the holiday campaign is still running and it's going to run until the 31st of January. We're going to keep this going. We bought a lot of equipment for the Israel Daily News podcast, and those boxes will be coming your way, and in return, we will be helped as well. Boxes cost 75 150 250 or $500, and this is a contribution to the Israel Daily News podcast. If you want to give a one-time contribution instead of many of you that are giving a small amount monthly, this is for you. The funds help us continue to bring you the Israel Daily News podcast, which is great because we love delivering the Israel news to you on the daily, and you, in return for your contribution, get a box. Or you can send the box to anyone that you want. The link to get it is in the show notes. These boxes of Israeli goodies are amazing. I have tasted everything inside. I smelled the candles. I looked at the ceramic crafts. The scarves are so silky. If you get a box... You're in for a big treat. I want you to have some nice things from the Holy Land. I also want to give a big shout out and thank you to all of you for your interest in Israeli affairs. Israeli politics are world politics. We have one link in the show notes, which you can click on, and that'll take you to the page where you too can make a contribution and feel good knowing that you're supporting independent journalism. So check that out at anchor.fm slash Israel Daily News. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Two, you can share the show with a friend. And three, you can follow us on Facebook at IsraelDaily.News as well as Shanafold. My name has two N's in it and I'm very sensitive about that. You can also find us on Twitter at Israel Podcast. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says it's no big deal that Tel Aviv had 80,000 demonstrators out in the rain Saturday night protesting the new government. In fact, the headlines say he, quote, shrugged it off. Tel Aviv's Habima Square, which you could chalk up to New York's Lincoln Center, but smaller, was swarming with people, despite the clouds up above were dumping water down. And trust me, Israelis don't go outside in the rain for anything let me tell you, it's wild, but Israelis will call out sick on a rainy day in Israel. Nevertheless, 80,000 showed up along with a slew of government representatives, past and present, including former Justice Minister Tsipi Livni and former Defense Minister Benny Gantz. The Times of Israel highlighted a great quote that the chair of the Movement for Quality Government in Israel told the crowd. He said, 
Always remember that we prefer the cold and the rain of liberal democracy than the heat and hell of a fascist dictatorship. End quote. Strong. Netanyahu told his cabinet ministers that the national elections were a bigger display of the public's will than the protest. Although, here's a question. Did the public expect Netanyahu to encourage changing the Supreme Court and introducing a bill that would permit the parliament to veto high court decisions and take away the power from the Supreme Court to rule certain items unconstitutional? I don't remember hearing about that on the campaign trail. The new bill would also grant the government control over the panel that selects judges for the Supreme Court, meaning that the people in Parliament are also putting in people to the judge roles that they believe could fit their ideologies. Critics say, and I have been covering a ton, that this will offset Israel's checks and balance system and ruin its democratic nature. The public also called on Israel's President Isaac Herzog to step in and declare Netanyahu unfit to serve as prime minister. The prime minister is currently going through a criminal trial of charges that include bribery, fraud, and breach of trust. President Herzog said Sunday, the following day after the protest, that he has been working hard for a number of days to mediate a discussion between key changemakers and create a solution regarding the judicial overhaul. The president's residence was the spot of protest in Jerusalem Saturday night. There were also protests in Haifa. Herzog said, quote, Over the past week, I have been working full-time by every means, making nonstop efforts with the relevant parties with the aim of creating wide-reaching, attentive, and respectful discussion and dialogue, which I hope will yield results. He also said he recognizes he is in, quote, two critical roles and is working to avert a historic constitutional crisis and stop the continued rift within the nation. Herzog does not belong to a political party and is in a role that is considered to be stately, but not political. So far, he's been very active in his role as president, traveling the region and strengthening relations with our Arab neighbors. Now is one of the first times since he took office that he will deal with such important internal issues for the public. He assumed the role of president in July of 2021. Now let's hear a clip from Michelle Soffin, a Tel Aviv resident who originally hails from New Jersey. She went over to the protest. She had the following to say. My feeling at the protest was one of solidarity of Israelis from across the political, religious, ethnic spectrum, um, people of all ages and backgrounds coming together to say that they were unhappy with what this government is trying to do. Um, there was a feeling, I'd say, of solemnity in the crowd that this was something you know serious. Um, I can tell you the reason I went, even though I was a little afraid, I don't like crowds and um, I thought this might be a, a high target event, but I went because I thought in the future, if I have kids, God willing, I would want to tell them that I was there that day taking a stand. There was just umbrellas and Israeli flags. That's what immediately struck me when I got there was how patriotic this event was. You know, it was an anti 
government protest. Um, I come from America, and when you think of an anti-government rally or protest in America, especially coming from the left, you wouldn't expect to see a lot of American flags there, at least in my experience. And there were just, it was a sea of Israeli flags. People who were there were proud to be Israeli and to wave the Israeli flag and were really there to fight for the democratic nature, the democratic and Jewish nature of the state. That's why I was there. Wow. And I thought it might be interesting for you to hear the perspective from an American who has experienced protests in different places. Hope you enjoyed that little clip. All right. Well, that is it for today's show. Today is Monday, January 16th, 2023. Tel Aviv has a low of 11 degrees and a high of 19. That's 52 degrees Fahrenheit for the low going up to 67 degrees for the high subscribe to the israel daily news podcast on spotify or apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from we are everywhere don't forget to sign up to our israel weekly news wrap it's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of israel from throughout the week i also add in personal anecdotes so you can get the inside scoop the newsletter i sent out last night was a 2022 year in review I hate doing those. I think they're corny. I very rarely sit down and try to take a look at all of the accomplishments, but I did it yesterday, and if you're interested in seeing it and you did not get it because you're not signed up for the newsletter, you can sign up at israeldaily.news, or you can shoot me a message and I'll put you on. There was a long list of achievements that we've made as a news outlet the Israel Daily News as a news outlet. So that was very cool. And I encourage everyone who's with us in this podcast journey to take a look. Now, take a listen to a song called Money by Erica Kroll and Leon Gold. Enjoy this song and have a great and productive day and an excellent week. Thank you.